Unbound Theatre presents Sounds and Sweet Airs, the complete works of William Shakespeare. Romeo and Juliet, Act Three. I pray thee, good Mercutio, let's retire. The day is hot, the Capulets abroad, and if we meet, we shall not scape a brawl. For now these hot days is the mad blood stirring. Thou art like one of those fellows that when he enters the confines of a tavern, claps me his sword upon the table and says, God send me no need of thee. And by the operation of the second cup, draws it on the draw, when indeed there is no need. Am I like such a fellow? Come, come. Thou art as hot a jack in thy mood as any in Italy. And as soon moved to be moody, and as soon moody to be moved. And what two? Nay, and there were two such. We should have none shortly, for one would kill the other. And yet thou wilt chew to me from quarrelling? By my head. Here come the Capulets. By my heel, I care not. Follow me close, for I will speak to them. Gentlemen, good den. A word with one of you. And but one word with one of us? Couple it with something. Make it a word... And a blow. You shall find me apt enough to that, sir, and you will give me occasion. Could you not take some occasion without giving? Mercutio, thou consortest with Romeo. Consort? What? Dost thou make us minstrels? And thou make minstrels of us? Look to hear nothing but discords. Here's my fiddlestick. Here's that shall make you dance. Zoons, consort. We talk here in the public haunt of men. Either withdraw unto some private place and reason coldly of your grievances, or else depart. Here all eyes gaze on us. Men's eyes were made to look, and let them gaze. I will not budge for no man's pleasure, I. Well, peace be with you, sir. Here comes my man. But I'll be hanged, sir, if you wear your livery. Marry, go before to field. He'll be your follower. Your worship, in that sense, may call him man. Romeo, the hate I bear thee can afford no better term than this. Thou art a villain. Tybalt, the reason that I have to love thee doth much excuse the appertaining rage to such a greeting. Villain, villain am I none. Therefore, farewell. I see thou notest me not. Boy, this shall not excuse the injuries thou hast done me. Therefore, turn and draw. I do protest. I never injured thee, but love thee better than thou canst devise till thou shalt know the reason of my love. And so, good Capulet, which name I tender as dearly as my own, be satisfied. Oh, calm, dishonourable, vile submission. Tybalt, you rat-catcher. Will you walk? What wouldst thou have with me? Good king of cats, nothing but one of your nine lives, that I mean to make bold withal, and as you shall use me hereafter, dry-beat the rest of the eight. Will you pluck your sword out of his picture by the ears? Make haste, lest mine be about your ears ere it be out. I am for you. Gentle Mercutio, put thy rapier up. Come, sir. Your passage. Draw, Benvolio. Beat down their weapons. Gentlemen, for shame, forbear this outrage. Tybalt, Mercutio, the prince expressly hath forbidden bandying in Verona streets. Hold, Tybalt. Good Mercutio. Uh, I am hurt. A plague of both your houses. I am sped. Is he gone and hath nothing? What? Art thou hurt? 
Aye, aye, a, a scratch, a scratch. Marry, tis enough. Where is my page? Go, villain. Fetch a surgeon. Courage, man. The hurt cannot be much. No, tis not so deep as a well, nor so wide as a church door. But tis enough. T'will serve. Ask for me tomorrow, and you shall find me a grave man. <laughs> Why the devil came you between us? I was hurt under your arm. I thought all for the best. Help me into some house, Benvolio, or I shall faint. A plague of both your houses. They have made worm's meat of me. I have it. And soundly too. Your houses. This gentleman, the prince's near ally, my very friend, hath got his mortal hurt in my behalf. My reputation stained with Tybalt's slander. Tybalt, that an hour hath been my kinsman. Oh, sweet Juliet, thy beauty hath made me effeminate, and in my temper softened valor's steel. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, brave Mercutio's dead. That gallant spirit hath aspired the clouds which too untimely here did scorn the earth. This day's black fate on more days doth depend. This spot begins the woe, others must end. Here comes the furious Tybalt back again. Alive, in triumph, and Mercutio slain. Away to heaven, respective lenity, and fire-eyed fury be my conduct now. Now, Tybalt, take the villain back again, that late thou gavest me. For Mercutio's soul is but a little way above our head, staying for thine to keep him company. Either thou, or I, or both, must go with him. Thou wretched boy, thou didst consort him here. Shalt with him hence. This shall determine that. Romeo, away, be gone. The citizens are up and Tybalt slain. Stand not amazed, the prince will doom thee death if thou art taken. Hence, be gone. Away! Oh, I am fortune's fool. Why dost thou stay? Where are the vile beginners at this fray? Oh, noble prince, I can discover all the unlucky manage of this fatal brawl. Here lies the man, slain by young Romeo that slew thy kinsman, brave Mercutio. Tybalt! My cousin! Oh, my brother's child! <gasps> prince! As thou art true, for blood of ours, shed blood of Montague. Benvolio, who began this bloody fray? Tybalt, here slain, whom Romeo's hand did slay. Romeo, that spoke him fair, bade him bethink how nice the quarrel was, and urged with all your high displeasure. All this uttered with gentle breath, calm look, knees humbly bowed, could not take truce with the unruly spleen of Tybalt, death to peace. <gasps> He is a kinsman to the Montague. Affection makes him false, he speaks not true. I beg for justice, which thou, Prince, must give. Romeo slew Tybalt. Romeo must not live. Romeo slew him. He slew Mercutio, who now the price of his dear blood doth owe. Not Romeo, Prince. He was Mercutio's friend. His fault concludes but what the law should end, the life of Tybalt. And for that offence, 
Immediately we do exile him hence. I have an interest in your hate's proceeding. My blood, for your rude brawls doth lie a-bleeding. But I'll immerse you with so strong a fine that you shall all repent the loss of mine. I will be deaf to pleading and excuses. Nor tears nor prayers shall purchase out abuses. Therefore use none. Let Romeo hence in haste, else when he's found, that hour is his last. Bear hence this body, and attend our will. Mercy but murders, pardoning those that kill. Calip apace, you fiery-footed steeds, towards Phoebus' lodging such a wagoner as faith and would whip you to the west and bring in cloudy night immediately. Spread thy close curtain, love-performing night, that runaway's eyes may wink, and Romeo leap to these arms, untalked of and unseen. Come, night, come, Romeo, come, thou day in night, for thou wilt lie upon the wings of night, whiter than new snow on a raven's back. Come, gentle night, come, loving black-browed night, give me my Romeo. And when he shall die, take him and cut him out in little stars. He will make the face of heaven so fine that all the world will be in love with night. And pay no worship to the garish sun. Ah! I have bought the mansion of a love, but not possessed it. And though I am sold, not yet enjoyed. <laughs> so tedious is this day! as is the night before some festival to an impatient child that hath new robes and may not wear them. Oh, here comes my nurse. Now, nurse, what news? Why dost thou wring thy hands? Oh, well, a day, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. Oh, we are undone, lady, we are undone, alack, the day, he's gone, he's killed, he's, he's dead. Can heaven be so envious? Romeo can, though heaven cannot. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, whoever would have thought it? Romeo. What devil art thou that dost torment me thus? This torture should be roared in dismal hell. Hath Romeo slain himself? I saw the wound. I saw it with mine eyes. God save the mark. Here, on his manly breast. Oh, a piteous course, a, a bloody piteous course. Oh, break my heart. Poor bankrupt, break at once. Oh, Tybalt, Tybalt, the best friend I had. Oh, courteous Tybalt, honest gentleman, that ever I should live to see thee dead. What storm is this that blows so contrary? Is Romeo slaughtered and is Tybalt dead? My dear loved cousin and my dearer lord. Tybalt is gone and Romeo banished. Romeo, that killed him, is banished. Oh, God! Did Romeo's hand shed Tybalt's blood? It did. It did. Alas, the day it did. Oh, serpent heart hid within a flowering face. Did ever dragon keep so fair a cave? Beautiful tyrant! Fiend, angelical, despised substance of divinest show, just opposite to what thou justly seemst. A damned saint, an honourable villain. Was ever book containing such vile matter so fairly bound? 
Oh, that deceit should dwell in such a gorgeous palace. There's no trust, no faith, no honesty in men. All perjured, all forsworn, all naught, all dissemblers. Oh, these griefs, these woes, these sorrows make me old. Shame come to Romeo. Blessed be thy tongue for such a wish. He was not born to shame. Upon his brow shame is the shame to sit. For tis a throne where honour may be crowned, sole monarch of the universal earth. Oh, what a beast was I to chide at him. Will you speak well of him that killed your cousin? Shall I speak ill of him that is my husband? Ah, oh, poor my lord. What tongue shall smooth thy name when I, thy three hours' wife, have mangled it? But wherefore, villain, didst thou kill my cousin? That villain cousin would have killed my husband. Back, foolish tears, back to your native spring, your tributary drops belong to woe, which you, mistaking, offer up to joy. My husband lives. If Tybalt would have slain, and Tybalt's dead. That would have slain my husband. Oh, this is comfort. Wherefore weep I then? Some word there was, worse than Tybalt's death, that murdered me. I would forget it fain, but oh, it presses to my memory. Like damned guilty deeds to sinners' minds, Tybalt is dead, and Romeo banished. It banished, that one word banished. Had slain ten thousand Tybalts. There is no end, no limit, measure, bound. In that word's death, no words can that woe sound. Where is my father and my mother, nurse? Weeping and wailing over Tybalt's course. Wash they his wounds with tears. Mine shall be spent when theirs are dry. For Romeo's banishment. Nurse, I'll to my wedding bed, and death not Romeo take my maidenhead. Hie you to your chamber. I'll find Romeo to comfort you. I wot well where he is. Hark ye, your Romeo will be here at night. I'll to him. He is hid at Lawrence's cell. Oh, find him. Give this ring to my true knight and bid him come take his last farewell. Romeo, come forth. Come forth, thou fearful man. Affliction is enamoured of thy parts, and thou art wedded to calamity. Father, what news? What is the prince's doom? What sorrow craves acquaintance at my hand that I yet know not? Too familiar is my dear son with such sour company. I bring thee tidings of the prince's doom. A gentler judgment vanished from his lips, not body's death, but body's banishment. Huh. Banishment? Be merciful, say death. For exile hath more terror in his look, much more than death. Do not say banishment. Hence from Verona art thou banished. Be patient. For the world is broad and wide. There is no world without Verona walls, but purgatory, torture, hell itself. Hence, banished is banished from the world, and world's exile is death. Then banished is death mistermed. Calling death banishment, thou cutst my head off with a golden axe and smilest upon the stroke that murders me. Thou deadly sin, O oh, rude unthankfulness! Thy fault our law calls death. 
But the kind prince, taking thy part, hath rushed aside the law and turned that black word death the banishment. This is dear mercy, and thou seest it not. Tis torture and not mercy. Heaven is here where Juliet lives, and every cat and dog and little mouse, every unworthy thing live here in heaven and may look on her, but Romeo may not. More validity, more honourable state, more courtship lives in carrion flies than Romeo. They my seize on the white wonder of dear Juliet's hand, and steal a mortal blessing from her lips, who even in pure and vestal modesty still blush, as thinking their own kisses sin. But Romeo may not. He is banished. Flies may do this, but I from this must fly. They are free men, but I am banished. And sayest thou yet that exile is not death? Hadst thou no poison mixed, no sharp ground knife, no sudden mean of death, though ne'er so mean, but banished to kill me? Banished? O oh, friar, the damned use that word in hell, howlings attend it. How hast thou the heart, being a divine, a ghostly confessor, a sin absolver, and my friend professed, to mangle me with that word banished? <laughs> thou fond mad man, hear me but speak a word. Oh, thou wilt speak again of banishment. I'll give thee armour to keep off that word, adversity's sweet milk philosophy to comfort thee, though thou art banished. Yet banished? Hang up philosophy, unless philosophy could make a Juliet, displant a town, reverse a prince's doom. It helps not. It prevails not. Talk no more. Oh, then I see that madmen have no ears. How should they, when that wise men have no eyes? Let me dispute with thee of thy estate. Thou canst not speak of that thou dost not feel. Wert thou as young as I, Juliet thy love, an hour but married, Tybalt murdered, doting like me, and like me banished, then mightst thou speak. Then mightst thou tear thy hair and fall upon the ground as I do now, taking the measure of an unmade grave. Arise, one knocks. Good Romeo, hide thyself. Who knocks so hard? Whence come you? What's your will? Let me come in and you shall know my errand. I come from Lady Juliet. Oh, welcome then. Oh, holy friar, oh, tell me, holy friar... Where is my lady's lord? Where's Romeo? There, on the ground, with his own tears made drunk. Oh, he's even in my mistress's case, just in her case. Oh, woeful sympathy, piteous predicament. Even so lies she, blubbering and weeping, weeping and blubbering. Stand up, stand up. Stand and you be a man. Spakest thou of Juliet? How is it with her? Doth she not think me an old murderer now I have stained the childhood of our joy with blood removed but little from her own? Where is she? And how doth she? And what says my concealed lady to our cancelled love? Oh, she says nothing, sir, but weeps and weeps and now falls on her bed and then starts up and Tybalt calls and then on Romeo cries and then down falls again. As if that name shot from the deadly level of a gun did murder her as that name's cursed hand murdered her kinsman. Oh, tell me, friar, tell me, in what vile part of this anatomy doth my name lodge? Tell me, that I may sack the hateful mansion. Hold thy desperate hand. Art thou a man? Thy form cries out thou art, thy wild acts denote the unreasonable fury of a beast. Thou hast amazed me. 
By my holy order, I thought thy disposition better tempered. Hast thou slain Tybalt? Wilt thou slay thyself, and slay thy lady too that lives in thee, by doing damned hate upon thyself? What? Rouse thee, man! Thy Juliet is alive, for whose dear sake thou wast but lately dead. There art thou happy. Tybalt would kill thee, but thou slewest Tybalt. There art thou happy too. The law that threatened death becomes thy friend and turns it to exile. There art thou happy. A pack of blessings lights up upon thy back. Happiness courts thee in her best array. Go! Get thee to thy love as was decreed. Ascend her chamber, hence, and comfort her. But look thou stay not till the watch be set, for then thou canst not pass to Mantua, where thou shalt live till we can find a time to blaze your marriage, reconcile your friends, beg pardon of the prince, and call thee back. Go before, nurse. Commend me to thy lady, and bid her hasten all the house to bed, which heavy sorrow makes them apt unto. Romeo is coming. Oh, Lord, I could have stayed here all the night to hear good counsel. Oh, what learning is. My Lord, I'll tell my lady you will come. Do so, and bid my sweet prepare to chide. Oh, here, sir, a ring she bid me give you, sir. Hi, you, make haste, for it grows very late. How well my comfort is revived by this. Go hence. Good night. And here stands all your state. Sojourn in Mantua. I'll find out your man, and he shall signify from time to time every good hap to you that chances here. Give me thy hand. Tis late. Farewell. But that a joy past joy calls out on me. It were a grief so brief to part with thee. Farewell. Things have fallen out, sir, so unluckily that we have had no time to move our daughter. Look you, she loved her kinsman, Tybalt, dearly, and so did I. Well, we were born to die. Tis very late, she'll not come down tonight. I promise you, but for your company I would have been abed an hour ago. These times of woe afford no time to woo. <clears throat> Madam, good night. Commend me to your daughter. I will, and know her mind early tomorrow. Tonight she is mewed up to her heaviness. Sir Paris, I will make a desperate tender of my child's love. I think she will be ruled in all respects by me. Nay more, I doubt it not. Wife, go you to her ere you go to bed, acquaint her here of my son Paris's love, and bid her mark you me on Wednesday next. But soft, what day is this? Monday, my lord. Monday! Ah, <laughs> oh, well, Wednesday is too soon. A Thursday, let it be. A Thursday, tell her she shall be married to this noble earl. Will you be ready? Do you like this haste? We'll keep no great ado, a friend or two, for hark you, Tybalt being slain so late, it may be thought we hold him carelessly, being our kinsman if we revel much. Therefore we'll have some half a dozen friends, and there an end. But what say you to Thursday? My lord, I would that Thursday were tomorrow. Well, get you gone. A Thursday be it, then. Go you to Juliet ere you go to bed. Prepare her wife against this wedding day. Farewell, my lord. Like to my chamber, hope. For me it is so very, very late that we may call it early by and by. Good night. Hope help be gone. It is not yet near day. 
It was the nightingale, not the lark, that pierced the fearful hollow of thine ear. Nightly she sings on yon pomegranate tree. Believe me, love, it was the nightingale. It was the lark, the herald of the morn, no nightingale. Look, love, what envious streaks do lace the severing clouds in yonder east. Night's candles are burnt out, and jocund day stands tiptoe on the misty mountain tops. I must be gone and live, or stay and die. Yon light is not daylight, I know it, I. It is the meteor that the sun exhales to be to thee this night, a torch-bearer, and light thee on thy way to Mantua. Therefore stay yet, thou needst not to be gone. Let me be taken, let me be put to death. I am content, so thou wilt have it so. I'll say you grey is not the morning's eye, tis but the pale reflex of Cynthia's brow, nor that it is not the lark, whose notes do beat the vaulty heaven so high above our heads. I have more care to stay than will to go. Come, death, and welcome. Juliet wills it so. How is't, my soul? Let's talk. It is not day. It is. It is. I hence be gone away. It is the lark that sings so out of tune, straining harsh discords and unpleasing sharps. Some say the lark makes sweet division. This doth not so, for she divideth us. Some say the lark and the loathed toad change eyes. Oh, now I would they changed voices too, since arm from arm that voice doth utter fray. Hunting thee hence with a hunts up to the day. Oh, now be gone. More light and light it grows. More light and light. More dark and dark are woes. Madam, your lady mother is coming to your chamber. The day is broke. Be wary, look about. Then window, let day in and let life out. Farewell, farewell. One kiss and I'll descend. Art thou gone so? Love, lord, I husband, <laughs> friend. I must hear from thee every day in the hour, for in a minute there are many days. Oh, by this count I shall be much in years ere I again behold my Romeo. I will omit no opportunity that may convey my greetings. Love to thee. Oh, thinkest thou we shall ever meet again? I doubt it not, and all these woes shall serve for sweet discourses in our time to come. Oh God, I have an ill-divining soul. Methinks I see thee now thou art below, as one dead in the bottom of a tomb. Either my eyesight fails, or thou lookest pale. And trust me, love, in my eye so do you. Dry sorrow drinks our blood. Adieu, adieu. Oh, fortune! Fortune! All men call thee fickle. If thou art fickle, what dost thou with him that is renowned for faith? Be fickle, fortune, for then, I hope, thou wilt not keep him long. Oh, daughter, are you up? Who is the cause? Is it my lady mother? Is she not down so late or up so early? What unaccustomed cause procures her hither? Why, how now, Juliet? Uh, madam, I am not well. Evermore weeping for your cousin's death? What, wilt thou wash him from his grave with tears? And if thou couldst... Thou couldst not make him live. Therefore have done. Some grief shows much of love, 
but much of grief shows still some want of wit. Yet let me weep for such a feeling loss. So shall you feel the loss, but not the friend which you weep for. Feeling so the loss cannot choose but ever weep the friend. Well, girl, thou weeps not so much for his death, as that the villain lives which slaughtered him. What villain, madam? That same villain, Romeo. Villain he may be in many miles asunder. God pardon him, I do, with all my heart. Yet no man like he doth grieve my heart. That is because the traitor murderer lives. Ay, madam, from the reach of these my hands would none but I might venge my cousin's death. We will have vengeance for it, fear thou not. Then weep no more. I'll send to one in Mantua, where that same banished runagate doth live, shall give him such an unaccustomed dram that he shall soon keep Tybalt company. And then, I hope, thou wilt be satisfied. Indeed, I never shall be satisfied with Romeo, till I behold him dead. It is my poor heart for a kinsman vexed. Madam, if you could find out but a man to bear a poison, I would temper it, that Romeo should, upon receipt thereof, soon sleep in quiet. Oh, how my heart abhors to hear him named, and cannot come to him, to wreak the love I bore my cousin upon his body that slaughtered him. Find thou the means, and I'll find such a man. But now I'll tell thee joyful tidings, girl. And joy comes well in such a needy time. What are they, I beseech your ladyship? Well, well, thou hast a careful father, child, one who, to put thee from thy heaviness, hath sorted out a sudden day of joy that thou expectest not, nor I look not for. Madam, in happy time, what day is that? Marry, my child, early next Thursday morn, the gallant, young and noble gentleman, the county Paris, at St Peter's Church, shall happily make thee there a joyful bride. Now by St Peter's Church and Peter do, he shall not make me there a joyful bride. I wonder at this haste that I must wed, ere he that should be husband comes to woo. I pray you, tell my lord and father, madam, I will not marry yet. And when I do, I swear it shall be Romeo, whom you know I hate, rather than Paris. These are news indeed. Here comes your father, tell him so yourself, and see how he will take it at your hands. How now, wife, have you delivered to her our decree? Ay, sir, but she will none. She gives you thanks. I would the fool were married to her grave. Soft, take me with you, take me with you, wife. How will she none? Does she not give us thanks? Is she not proud? Does she not count her blessed, unworthy as she is, that we have wrought so worthy a gentleman to be our bridegroom? Not proud you have, but thankful that you have. Proud I can never be of what I hate, but thankful even for hate that is meant love. How now, how now, chop logic? What is this? Proud, and I thank you, and I thank you not, and yet not proud? Mistress, Minion, you, thank me no thankings, nor proud me no prouds, but fettle your fine joints gainst Thursday next to go with Paris to St. Peter's Church, or I will drag thee on a hurdle thither. Ouch, you baggage! Fie, fie, what are you, mad? Good father, I beseech you on my knees. Hear me with patience but to speak a word. Hang thee, young baggage, disobedient wretch. I'll tell you what. Get thee to church a Thursday, or never after look me in the face. Speak not, reply not, do not answer me. My fingers itch. Wife, we scarce thought us blessed that God had lent us, but this only child, well, now I see this one, is one too much, and that we have a curse in having her. 
God in heaven bless her. You are to blame, my lord, to rate her so. And why, my lady wisdom? Hold your tongue, good prudence. Smatter with your gossips. Go. I speak no treason. Oh, God, ye got in. May not one speak? Peace, you mumbling fool. I see your gravity over a gossip's bowl, for here we need it not. You are too hot. God's bread, it makes me mad. Day, night, hour, tide, time, work, play, alone, in company. Still, my care hath been to have her matched. And having now provided a gentleman of noble parentage, of fair demean, youthful and nobly trained, stuffed, as they say, with honourable parts, proportioned as one's thought would wish a man, and then to have a wretched, puling fool, a whining mammoth, in her fortunes tender to answer, I'll not wed. I cannot love. I am too young. I pray you, pardon me. But as you will not wed, I'll pardon you. Graze where you will, you shall not house with me. Look to it, think on it. I do not use to jest. Thursday is near. Lay hand on heart, advise. And you be mine, I'll give you to my friend. And you be not. Hang, beg, starve, die in the streets. But by my soul, I'll ne'er acknowledge thee. Is there no pity sitting in the clouds that sees into the bottom of my grief? Oh, sweet, my mother, cast me not away. Delay this marriage for a month, a week. Or, if you do not, make the bridal bed in that dim monument where Tybalt lies. Talk not to me, for I'll not speak a word. Do as thou wilt, for I have done with thee. Oh, God. Oh, nurse, how shall this be prevented? My husband is on earth, my faith in heaven. How shall that faith return again to earth, unless that husband send it to me from heaven by leaving earth? Comfort me, counsel me. Alack, alack, that heaven should practice stratagems upon so soft a subject as myself. What sayest thou? Hast thou not a word of joy? Some comfort, nurse. Faith, here it is. Romeo is banished, and all the world to nothing that he dares ne'er come back to challenge you, or if he do, it needs must be by stealth. Then, since the case so stands as now it doth, I think it best you married with the county. Oh, he's a lovely gentleman. Romeo's a dish-clout to him. An eagle, madam, hath not so green, so quick, so fair an eye as Paris hath. Bishrew, my very heart, I think you are happy in this second match, for it excels your first. Or, if it did not, your first is dead, or twere as good he were, as living here and you no use of him. Speakest thou from my heart? And from my soul too, or else beshrew them both. Amen. What? Well, thou hast comforted me marvellous much. Go in and tell my lady I am gone, having displeased my father, to Lawrence's cell to make confession and to be absolved. Mary, I will, and this is wisely done. Ancient damnation, almost oh wicked fiend! Is it more sin to wish me thus forsworn, or to dispraise my lord with that same tongue which he hath praised him with above compare so many thousand times? Go, counsellor. 
thou and my bosom henceforth shall be twain. I'll to the friar, to know his remedy. If all else fail, myself have power to die. Romeo and Juliet was written by William Shakespeare. It starred Jack Frank as Romeo, Mimi Brown as Juliet, Chris Roby as Friar Lawrence, Beric Garrett as Benvolio, Brian Murray as Mercutio, Stephen J. Davis as Capulet, Joe Pratt as Lady Capulet, Teresa Ross as the nurse, Andrew Shaw as Tybalt, Philip Donnelly as the prince, and Jade Harris Tyler as Paris. Sound recording was by Gareth Johnson and music by Rand Aldo. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound. <laughs>